you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast. Forgot to give the VO guy his ticket to London. <laughs> From the west side of London town, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got heroes here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Justin Graver on the ones and twos. Day two. England, maybe three. No one knows. What is time but a construct? All I know is for the second night in a row, I was up until like five in the morning. Um, and uh, at about 4.30, I saw a text from Mark and I replied, I'm still awake. And you're like, within 10 seconds, you replied, yeah, me too. Oh, it's been a disaster yeah. on that front. It, it was to the point where, um, you know, I was texting a, a, a variety of people in the United States who pieced together what time America. it was. Yeah, in America, they were like, go to bed. I'm like, I am attempting to. I cannot. Now, can you um, go through who those people were one by one in the context yeah. uh, no. of the text? Well, the one content. of them was my child who who did not make that demand because he doesn't understand time zones and doesn't understand geography right. at this stage. Right, right, right. Um, thank you to everybody uh, for following along with the show. Again, this is a huge week for us. We had our... Jet lag show part one yesterday, another one today, the Thursday preview show uh, tomorrow, Thursday night, the Around the NFL live show uh, from the O2 Forum at Kentish Town. Limited tickets available now. So if you want to go, this is the time. Get in there. All prices high and low available. Friday, fun show live from a local pub. Sunday flagship, all coming up. Um, after we finished taping yesterday, I headed over, got picked up in a car. Very nice car, by the way. A little fancy. There's been some fancy little uh, uptick in the, the around the NFL heroes treatment on this trip so far. And I want to thank um, the corporate overlords and also, you know, pat ourselves on the back for hard work, mm. you know, paying off. I've gotten to the point where I enjoy the overlords and understand now better what they're trying to accomplish and, and agree with their with yes. their directions. Henry Hodgson running the the ship here in the UK. It's, al it's always nice to have friends in, in high places. sailing with Henry in charge. Anyway, so I get the car to the studio where Good Morning Football is taping this week uh, because it is an NFL Network game. Um, Saints and Vikings on Sunday from the Hot Toddy or the Big Tot. Depends if you're a Neon Dion or Primetime guy. We'll be there, too. If you happen to be uh, going to that game, I guess we'll be on the, the big screen at one point. So just cheer really loud, like louder than you do uh, for MJD or anyone else that they put on because that'll make them feel bad. That was subtle, Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a, uh, a segment I did uh, with uh, Kyle and Jamie and Jason and Peter Schrager about power rankings. And then when it was Schrager's time to speak, he said some nice things about our show and asked about it. And I was talking about what this audience here in the UK and surrounding territories has meant to us. Uh, and 
Uh, Kyle then came to to wrap up the segment, and um, this is what he had to say. I flew to Australia, and when I landed, the first person came up to me and said, "Do you know Dan Hansis?" I'm not even kidding. He kn- rec- we I told the story on air, and when I told, I have to right or wrong. I said, "We love all the around the NFL guys. We love Dan Hansis, Greg Rosenthal, all the guys." And so, and, I, and then they played that <laughs> clip over and over. So, Mark Sessler, can we, we get some Mark Sessler? We love you, Mark Sessler. We love you. We're not we're not getting rid of the sound drop though. I know, I know. It's a drop. It's a catchy drop. That's great. All the guys. You're the best, man. So there you go. That's Kyle. That's what you call an olive branch. Um, he knows that he faltered in that moment a year mm. ago, um, but he's trying to make it right. And I uh, just wanted to make sure you heard that. Well, I appreciate that. was on that. live television across the world. I, I know that really connected with Jason McCourty, too, who uh, has been a, someone who's tracked my career heavily. Uh, but no, I think Kyle, Kyle's gone above and beyond. I think to, Jason uh, said, like, oh, most definitely. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, there's... <laughs> I don't doubt that he's got well, deep knowledge he, of what's happening. You know, to be fair, I don't think Jason knew of you or any of us um, until recently. We were named one, you know, the top ten analysts in the he's UK. A top ten football insider. Yeah. So I mean, it's time Sassy. for people to stand up and take notice. Um, anyway, so good to be on GMFB. Uh, good to be with you guys. And coming up on today's show, you know, speaking of top ten insiders. Sessie, uh, you have your QB index. Sessie made it. Sessler. I mean, how about that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> it's really ridiculous. That, that's one of my all-time favorite clips. Sorry, Mark. No, I. Uh, it's. I, I view it differently at this point. It's. It makes me laugh. Wait, can I hear it again? Why am I getting pulled? There's three. He's. You know. Sessie made it. Sessler. I mean, how about that guy? Who is that guy? That's two gods. That's you know what reminds me? Guy. You know what? I feel unseen. And like, uh, to, like I, I was mentioning to Dan that um, this morning, uh, you know, on one and a half hours sleep, I went to leave the, the my hotel room and from inside the knob to the main door just came ripped off. And it was not due to uh, incredible strength. It just was simply a faulty door. And so I called down. I went down and talked to the concierge <laughs> oh, right. and said, this is as much for you as it is for me. I think you might want the, the door to be fixed. So they sent up um, banter. an engineer from, I don't know. Well, we, so he came in and fixed it and we had some nice talk back and forth. And then about 25 minutes later, we came to this room that we're recording the show in and there was no power. So we called down and said, can you please send an engineer? The same guy came in to the room and I said, nice to see you again. You just fixed my doorknob. And what was his response to that? I mean, he looked at you like you had an elbow growing out of your forehead. He had no memory of me. He had no memory of you. And he was like, (laughs) okay, now to work. (laughs) I mean, I sense that the man may have certain things ripping through the bloodstream because there just seemed to be no concept. that's untoward. What? What a second. You've taking shots at this man. He who, had no memory who of me. He executed that, who, both jobs he had to do perfectly that's today. That's why we have I power in this you, room and do, you have a doorknob, sir. Don't you think that if you're just walking from room to room fixing small, menial issues, that probably would be nice to be entertained well, in a variety of ways even while you're doing you say it? you calling it small, menial issues, yeah. I'm almost kind of as a pot shot at this dude just because he didn't remember you. I mean, you look like an average you know, guest at the hotel. He Ooh. probably isn't really. Uh, well, that doesn't help. I'm just saying. I mean, and it might have been your strength. You you've been in great shape lately. Uh, you don't know your own power. <laughs> By the I way, we have um, sitting right behind me to my left. Uh, what did you guys see the Let It Be documentary? Uh, the, what was the latest Beatles? Get Back was it called? I wa- I watched uh, about uh, I watched a chunk of it and I enjoyed it. And yet I didn't. It was hard to do ten hours. Well, I want to say I, lo- I feel I like love we've the seen Beatles, a lot of it before. But uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I devoured it. I I loved it. And I thought one of the biggest takeaways from it was, you know, Yoko Ono gets a bad rap. I think Yoko Ono, who, of course, was John Lennon's second wife um, and uh, and some people, I believe, have unfairly blamed her for the demise of the Beatles. And I thought in that documentary, she came off. OK, she's a maybe a strange woman, but a creative artist type uh, who in my opinion, kind of stayed out of the way and and was a supportive force for John, uh, both in and out of the studio. And I say that because Jessica is uh, <laughs> right behind me right now. Watch out here, Dan. And like Yoko, um, Jessica doesn't have a lot to say when we're together because we were built. We were building out our live show yesterday 
just a supportive force. Yes, and I want to say feel that. I want to say that Jessica, thank you for being a supportive force uh, so far on this trip. Uh, like Yoko, I don't feel like it's an intrusion. It's just like having a, a nice warm blanket with us at all time. So, Jessica, do you have anything you want to say to the audience? She shook her head because she's just here to support. It's an energy. Yes. Why should I be careful? What, Greg, what is it now that you're afraid I just, of? I, I just want to – because even Mark was getting – I don't think he agrees with your Yoko Ono uh, analysis necessarily. Well, I would just say one thing. Yes. Because I don't know if the documentary covered this, and this is where I get concerned for, for Graver. There was a period where John and Yoko parted ways. And it mm. was about a year where John uh, went moved to L.A. on his own right. and went utterly mental. The last weekend. At the, absolutely mental so in every possible way. So you're just, you know, there's a, there's a nice love between Jessica and Justin. We can see that, J and J. But, uh, you know, just if things go, go south, we may lose our producer to the similar type of mm. vibe. So oh, that's what you're worried about, yeah. self-interest. And what were you worried well, about, Greg? No, that was, that was it. That Mark wasn't thrilled, uh, and maybe Jessica will <laughs> one day be like written about as one of the more underrated artists of her generation. I, I actually was at a like an art installation in Japan recently, and Yoko Ono's work was there. And people, I feel like she's had a resurgence well, in terms let's of the music. Be careful with that music. Now you be careful. Have you ever heard any of her music? I'm just saying. Uh, She's like screaming Highlander at the top News. of her lungs. Uh, uh, wrote an article. In retrospect, Yoko Ono is a f***ing genius. Uh, um, underrated or uh, overrated? Uh, you know, uh, the myth uh, Vulture wrote about what, what a great I'd musician ra- I'd she rather take my chances with Jessica as an artist. Every day of the week. I think that's okay, safe. Now you got to be careful. Jessica is just an begun. artist. She's a photographic artist. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. And she took some great photos of us yesterday. Probably better than Yoko ever did. Now let's move. Now let's get into it. I have no use for Yoko. I had positive things about say about Yoko, and then I had some critical takes. Well, you're balanced. But now we must move on. A newsman. <laughs> Both sides of the story. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we're going to talk Mark's QB index, but before that, let's do some news. And what you're looking at on that defensive line is something <laughs> finger licking good, special. That's what I'm talking about. All five days of becoming rushing and just getting it a quarterback. It's finger licking good, special. I'm not sure of this, but it's possible that Michael Irvin has been hanging out with the maintenance man here in the building. Like, <laughs> How do, I mean, we need to get Michael Irvin on our show, right? We are colleagues. We are. And he's on first take or whatever the Fakakta show is. And we're not talking to Mike Irvin. He's right. talking about the Cowboys. Just have him on for a Cowboys segment. I mean, we need to maybe think about what Michael Irvin has done to have the type of media career he has. Now, granted, we're not Hall of Fame receivers, but this is a man with longevity. We've seen a lot of people come and go in the media game since Michael Irvin entered it and at our company. We need to add a little more finger looking good. <laughs> you be careful. Um, all right. Let's speaking of the Cowboys, let's get to it. <laughs> that was awesome. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy says he does not have a timeline for when Dak Prescott will begin a throwing program as he uh, looks to ramp up and return to the lineup after the thumb injury suffered in week one that necessitated surgery. Uh, Jane Slater also reported uh, on Tuesday that week five against the Rams is a game he, quote, could possibly start. So there's your update on Dak. That's kind of in line, Greggy, with the um, timetable we had early on and um, where we are right now with the Cowboys. They're in a good spot. I think after the injury happened, I remember saying on the show, if they get out of like a five-week stretch without Dak at two and three, that you'll sign up for that every day. And now they've won the last two games with Cooper Rush. And it's almost a house money situation until Dak gets back. And they're favored over the commanders here on uh, Sunday. They could be at a three and one. It's almost like, yeah, don't rush back. There's been all these reports. I thought it was interesting that you heard some reports like, actually, he can maybe return in time for week four. And that was before the game. And then after the game was more like, how about week five? I mean, he hasn't thrown at all. Why rush him back early? Cooper Rush has run a different sort of offense than Dak Prescott did, and it's been quite effective. I really like their play calling and how aggressive. I'm not saying uh, 
that they would want to start Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott. All that talk is nonsense. But, like, maybe they should do a little more of this play-action stuff uh, that's worked so well in throwing early on, on first down. I cannot think of a quarterback that we've spent more time over the past few years monitoring various injury scenarios than Dak Prescott. It just seems like it's constantly an issue with the Cowboys. But for me, like, Cooper Rush is going to be a starter at some point, I think. I think Whoa. someone's... I think, I think down the road. I'm down I mean, the road. you got him awfully high in your QB index. Well, so, we'll get by to the that. way, like, I mean, I don't... I try not to look at this stuff till after I do it, but, like, if you look where he is in, like, a QBR, he's six. PFF has him at 17th. He's just been very clean, and I think they've let him throw the ball. He's been aggressive. And the way they ran the ball off the left side, especially on Monday night, was a revelation for the Cowboys. I, uh... I love the fact that guys like Cooper Rush can come along and, and like do something no quarterback has ever done. He is the first quarterback in NFL history to have a game-winning fourth-quarter drive in each of his first three starts. That's literally never happened before, and Cooper Rush comes in and does it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I forget it's if it was com- like a comeback, like he had to be behind in the fourth quarter or what the details were, but that is, it's pretty good. It's also surprising that's not happened I was surprised in 100 by that plus too. years of pro football. I also, I, Jerry Jones says that Cooper Rush has the makeup of a top QB. We have that? Let's hear it. Uh, there's no question. Uh, he understands this offense. He uh, has got the makeup uh, for a top, uh, top quarterback, and I underline the word makeup for a top quarterback. Uh, which is all well and good, and you could say that now, but you also cut him at the end of training camp, and then he went unclaimed by 31 other teams, and that's how he ended up back on your roster. He was roster. on the practice squad the week before they started. So yeah. if you saw Crazy. him as a quarterback with the makeup of a top player, that's not true. I mean, you saw him as expendable, but that doesn't matter now. He's on the team, and he's done a great job, and Dak Prescott should not come back until he's 100%. Remember when it's a different digit, but when Russell Wilson in hero boy mode uh, decided to come back early from his finger in uh, injury, he was not good when he returned to Seattle. A throwing thumb injury, you could see a similar issue if you don't uh, if you rush yourself Jerry Jones back. cracks me up. He's, this guy he's cannot. We love our quarterback. He's one of those dudes where <laughs> was that Giselle? No, that was Jerry Jones, kind of. He's one of those dudes that um, I don't want to take for granted in terms of as being an entertaining figure in our league, Jarrah, because a lot of stuff is said by the Cowboys owner. Uh, what is the latest, Greggy and and Mark Reserve comment here? Because I don't think you slathered yourself in glory on Tuesday's show, quite frankly. What is this about? Uh, Hurricane Ian. What's the latest, Greg? Well. It's not good. They, as we tape this, and and this will be, um, you know, out of date by the time most people listen to it. It had been upgraded, I believe, to a Category Four that the winds were picking up, and uh, it could get even worse than that. So uh, I think it hits Wednesday afternoon in the U.S. Uh, is when it's supposed to really make landfall. And uh, at this point, they're they're pretty worried that it could be closer to the worst case scenarios. And and yeah, we'll see what that means for the NFL of it all. Obviously, that's secondary, but you would think the game would would get moved. Yeah, right now we know the it's Chiefs and it's Bucks, and we know the Bucks have moved down to Miami to train, which is uh, interesting because game. Miami has its own like cancellations and evacuations now. Now, it's, it probably is a tropical storm there versus right. like a hurricane, but it's not a great situation in Miami either. The Dolphins right. actually left early to escape the storm to go to Cincinnati for Thursday night, and then the Bucks were arriving there, but I think it might be a little worse there. So, they, yeah, who knows? <laughs> They'll have to move again, and I saw the report this morning that Tom Brady gathered the entire family, moved them out of the Tampa area uh, down to Miami, and if they have to move again... I don't know how Giselle's going to handle that, but well, we, that's, yeah, just, we don't know. that's another sub. Tommy, I will here. not be doing no two movings. In other news, I <laughs> almost got through it, Mark, but I feel responsible for that one. Mike Tomlin uh, doesn't care that you don't think Mitch Trubisky should Mark be. just did something I've literally never seen him do in all the years we've done it together. He just raised his little shoulders like, oh, what, me? <laughs> I loved it, Mark. <laughs> I told you I wanted you to comport yourself with professionalism there, and then I put a you big fat softball on a tee and said, here you go, buddy. Take it's a swing. It's your issue. It's not mine. Uh, Mike Tomlin uh, says that Mitch uh, Trubisky 
is his dude. Here's what he said uh, to the media. What specifically with Mitch Trubisky do you like in the way that he's progressing? In all areas, um, in decision-making and where he's going with the ball, the time in which he's making decisions, the prudent use of mobility, um, whether it's by schematics or, or by ad lib, um, but just generally all areas. All right, so Tomlin is – that's coach speak, obviously. Um, and uh, Kenny Pickett is the first-round pick waiting to play, and the Steelers are the team with the offense that can't really move the ball. So as much as Tomlin could say that, Mark, it also feels like Trubisky is going to need to have a real game where he pops soon, or it's going to be a situation where you feel like the Steelers got to pull the lever and try to move this mm. offense in a different direction. I, I just don't think Tomlin feels any pressure to put – pick it in like another coach in another situation on a team in duress might uh, there's a trickle down effect though because it seems like weeks in a row you're getting either veiled or unveiled comments from his collection of wideouts that seem uh, miffed with how things are going and I think there's situations where Trubisky who has been you know pretty good throwing the ball outside of the pocket and he is mobile and I think Trubisky or uh, Tomlin likes that but he's missing wide receivers. He's not seeing them. There just seems to be too many misfires each game. And like in the, against the Browns, for instance, they had a hat trick of three and outs where they barely held the ball. And the defense was on the field for 36-plus minutes. But they can't get off the field. That's sort of that, on them. Well, that's all right. That's true on the defense. But if you like, I mentioned this on, on our Friday Fun Show, that if you go and look at PFF's snap counts, there's like six or seven Steelers starters who are at the positions, the most snaps of anyone in the league. And that has a little bit to do with that overtime game, but it has to do with the fact that week after week, the Steelers' offense is not staying on the field. And I think it's just you're tiring out the defense. Hmm. The offense has no flow to it. And why not? I think if you're a Steelers fan, at what point do you not just want to see if Kenny Pickett can bring some life? Just well, I seems, think Steelers fans. They all do. And also us that watch the games and want to have something more exciting to root for. Like, oh, yeah, get the kid in. But sometimes us on the outside – obviously don't know what Mike Tomlin and his staff think about the rookie and whether he's ready to play. I think that's a component in this as well. I don't and know. I mean, he looked it he in looked the preseason. Sure, yeah. but, but the preseason, he's not in yet. He's not playing. Right, and Trubisky I don't think has been as bad as people making him out to be. He's 13th in the PFF grades right now, uh, which was surprising to me for a I guy only who's, go off the QB index, who's only so. – even Mark has him ahead of seven different starters, so that that's like uh, an air of uh, competence, replacement-level play. He's like 22nd in QBR out of 32. I, I thought he showed a little bit of progress in that Browns game. Uh, I I put that def- those defensive stats on the defense. They can't stop the run. I mean, it's not it, – they just can't stop the run, and then you end up only having three offensive – it's a little bit of both. He hasn't been inspiring, but they have other problems. They, that's the – problem with the Steelers team right now. You don't you don't have the defense that could make up for a bad Ben Roethlisberger. Now you have a pretty mediocre defense, a poor offensive line, and maybe he doesn't want to put the rookie Can I just there. say this, and I don't want to be this guy, because this yeah. guy usually in our industry is labeled a bozo, but <laughs> the, bozo! the analytics and where he ranks at PFF in this place and that place is one thing, but he doesn't pass the eye test to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely true. I'm just saying he's like sort of that replacement level guy. He, he probably by. doesn't pass it for Tomlin either. I think there just seems to be a reluctance to throw Pickett in there. When he point. said he definitively is not considering Pickett, that was, I mean, he's answered these questions about as strong as you can. Um, they play the Jets this week. The Jets play all four AFC North teams in a row to start the year. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, after the week four home game against the Jets, the Steelers have Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles. So you have well, to win this game. But that's win. also maybe why you don't want to pick, pick it in. That's a rough lineup kind of right annoying. there. Yeah, because the Jets got the Bengals, and the Bengals couldn't lose either. Uh, whatever. Uh, all right. In other Wait, news. Wait, you're complaining about getting the Bengals and the Steelers in a row? I mean, those are two it's just I don't know. Doesn't it seem a little teams. on the nose to just – Here's the entire division you get the first four weeks. It's kind of a funky way to start a year. I agree with that. No yes. offense to the Jets, but what, I just mean what it's team, a, it's a who do you schedule. line up against the Jets that does feel like an easy opponent? The Browns. The Brian Hoyer Patriots. <laughs> I mean, that, was an, that game was truly an anomaly. <laughs> All right, let's look see. At, look at this guy defending his brownies. No, I'm just saying, like that. You're, you, you Jets fans are clinging so tightly to a game where like 14 things that will never happen again had to happen in a row. I know, and they Thank all you did. What a, that. They all did, uh, and it doesn't bother you at all. Um, all right, how about Xavier Rhodes signing with the Bills? Their secondary is absolutely massacred right now by 
injuries. So they bring Xavier Rhodes, who, you know, once upon a time, Greg was a real big time player. He's a little older now, uh, but that's where the bills are at. And it's it is a reminder. A team could look absolutely unstoppable and then injuries hit and you all of a sudden have a huge vulnerability on your roster, and for them, it's their back end of their defense. They, they've had two areas of cascading injuries. One on the offensive line, where they were a mess uh, on the interior against Miami, and they'll get players back. And then the other in the secondary. Part of the reason I wanted to mention this one, like, okay, Xavier Rhodes might help them out. They lost another cornerback, Christian Benford, their rookie, who's been starting during that Fractured Dolphins hand. game, is that we never even mentioned, uh, because it happened Saturday, that Micah Hyde's out for the season. And maybe more. It was ominous the way they described the neck injury. It's like he's out for the yeah, year, and we hope we hope he'll be ready to go next year. He he's such a great player. Not that Jordan Poyer, their other safety foot who's, injury, who's also out, and but, Dane Jack Jackson with a neck right, injury, who's also out, isn't good. Um, but there's a reason why Micah Hyde's going to be the, was going to be the guy who is paid as one of the top young free safeties in the league, who's the guy who made that interception against Mac Jones last year, which was one of the plays of the year. Him and Poyer kind of defined who this defense has been, I would say, over the last five years. And to me, Hyde was kind of the key guy. It was him at safety and Tredavious White at at cornerback. That's a big bummer on top of all the other injuries where they're playing sixth-round picks. It's definitely a, a rough week to be playing the Ravens. I know we'll talk about that tomorrow. In uh, other news, we mentioned the Bills. Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator to the Bills, and he went viral on Sunday after time ran out in their narrow loss to the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills had crossed midfield, had a chance to get into field goal position, and you know what happened. Josh Allen... Uh, Through a pass completed, Isaiah McKenzie got stuck inbounds. Clock ran out before they could run a play. Cut to smash cut to the upstairs offensive coordinator room uh, for the Bills. And Ken Dorsey has a tantrum throwing down his paper, his headset just going nuts before some mystery hand covers the counter, (laughs) which is the best part. Ken Dorsey had his weekly media availability. Of course, uh, he was asked about it. And, uh, you know, it was a, a playoff atmosphere, a lot of credit to the Miami Dolphins. And obviously we weren't on the uh, winning end of it. So it's, uh, it's frustrating and, um, you know, uh, reacted that way. And, and obviously that's something that I'm definitely going to learn from. And, uh, you know, I don't ever want to want to take the passion out of the game. Uh, we're all in this on this to, to win football games for obviously for the Bills, uh, for for our fans. And uh, we're going to give give them everything we got, but it's something I'm going to learn from and and uh, and make sure, you know, it's a, a correct move forward. So this is my take on this. I'm curious what you guys think about it. Um, my first instinct was, don't apologize. It's okay. Be passionate and be be yourself. And and I think everyone that's watching the games understands you ran 51 more plays than your opponent. You were clearly the better team. And yet somehow you lost one of those weird, funky games. But then I thought about it. It's like, oh, I get it. What is like the biggest golden ticket right now to become a head coach in the NFL? Like there's a few spots, but offensive coordinator of the Bills is one of them. You just saw it with Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey, who wants to be a head coach, I'm sure, doesn't want this to be something that's attached to him, that he loses his uh, temper in in a big spot. So that's what I think he probably is most regretful about. Uh, rather than anything else, which I get, but I'm happy. I mean, I'm I shouldn't say I'm happy, but I I'm it's cool to see the passion of the sport like that. But I understand why he wants to do damage control. I I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I I think it's because we don't know Ken Dorsey personality wise. If you're if you're Bill Parcells and you're losing your mind on the sideline, we get that because it comes with street cred, and we understand that you're allowed to be all these emotions. I I kind of love. Uh, Ken Dorsey in that moment, just let your nucleus shine. And like, uh, I don't really, I don't, I don't think it takes anything away from his higher ability, but it probably was someone got in his ear and said uh, a little bit of damage control, just so that we can see that you are a, an even keeled dude on top of that moment. If you are, I, I guess I'm torn. Cause like, I love, <laughs> he's a maniac. Yeah. We don't know. I love sports. It, it'd be a fun thing to be a part of as your profession. Like if you were a player or, or, or a coach that you haven't, avenue that's like so clear wins or losses everything comes into Sunday like you make a good play you can just scream as loud as you can on the field what what other you know you can celebrate you can do all that 
and that's amazing. On the other hand, put yourself in Ken Dorsey's shoes. Wouldn't you be embarrassed? I mean, you are a grown-up, and, and yes, it's sports, but you, you aren't on the field. You're up there. When that ends, either you have to pick up everything or you're asking someone else uh, to pick up everything. I think... You mean what the objects it? in the booth? Yeah, he, no, I mean, someone's got to pick that up. Right. You know, you just ruin, like, so you have to deal with the IT staffer or you're making someone below you deal with the IT to uh, Wait, what's it. this take? What are you doing? I, are you I'm saying I, right I like it, but I'm saying if you were him, when you are dealing with the fallout with this, whether you're talking right. to that IT guy, whether you're paying for this stuff, whether you're watching the news reports, I think you'd probably feel embarrassed about it and want to oh, correct it, too. Oh, clearly he's embarrassed. Right. But and I don't think he actually made a me- – I think he just picked up his papers and slammed them and maybe a headset, too. The computer. I don't the think co- he was, like, throwing yeah, things no, it was around. A computer that he destroyed the laptop. He smashed a tablet, Microsoft Surface, okay. whatever it is. Did it break? Uh, they covered the camera. Who knows? Well, does Tom, does Tom Brady go pick up his smash tablet, or does he have no, a tablet? I don't know if he has an that go pick reflection that up. on that, uh, but I have a feeling Ken Dorsey in that spot, who's like, tw- you know, in, in that position, probably a- afterwards reflected on it and was like not proud. Well, he just said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I get where you're coming from, Greg, there, but like, I don't know if... if the number one thing I need out of Ken Dorsey is sort of like booth politeness. I, 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 don't, I, see, I see what you mean, but... All right, let's move on. Spicy topic there. I feel like we could have gone on for 10 minutes. Um, the Washington Post reported um, recently that there is a sentiment among owners in the NFL, uh, a sentiment that has shifted significantly as the league awaits to find out uh, both a congressional investigation, uh, the results of the congressional investigation and an NFL commission study by Mary Jo White um, per the Washington Post, multiple owners have said in recent days that they believe, quote, serious consideration could be given to attempt to oust Daniel Schneider, Daniel Snyder as owner of the Washington football team. Now the commanders, uh, either by convincing him to sell his franchise, this according to the Post, or by voting to remove him. Um Mark, Greg, one uh, unnamed owner told the Washington Post. He you were need- going to go to Mark, but then you're deciding this it definitely needs to go to Greg. He needs to sell. Some of us need to go to him and tell him that he needs to sell. An interesting source to have that it's an owner that who's going on the record, granted, not putting his name or her name, I suppose. Um I've just never seen a story like this. The owner said we need to get to 24 votes. Uh, it's it's a tricky thing because Dan Snyder's faced more problems, I would say, than any owner that that we've covered. And, and this investigation from Congress is pretty unprecedented. They also had their COO, uh, Chief Operating Officer, uh, Officer resign uh, in the last week. So there's just been a lot going on. But an owner going on the record and saying there's more momentum and serious consideration to actually taking this vote – Never seen it in in any time I've ever been uh, monitoring the league. And even these quotes on the record is pretty unprecedented. One thing that stood out to me is the inability to secure public financing for a new stadium. I feel like maybe I'm cynical, but that kind of thing, that lack of progress would annoy most owners. And like, like from a financial angle, then the actual culture inside the team. Do you do you, I mean, this has been going on in Washington for so long this stadium thing just happened more recently. It's been a bigger problem. Like the 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 league wants to see every franchise grow in that way, and I just I don't know. I feel like it's more financial than it is. Suddenly they care about these other issues, but but I don't speak to the owner, so I don't know. That's what's happening in the news. Let's take a break, and then check in on the QB index. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, here we go. We're back. We are back. Three-quarter zips are back as well. Daddy's three-quarter zips. Can you hear it? I don't think they're back. This is a fashion take by you about your own clothing. Nothing better than a dad and his three-quarter zips. And um, I've been able to take them out of storage. Can't wear them in Southern California this time of year. Um, Certainly not. People don't know. September is like... Indian summer in uh, Los Angeles and the surrounding territories. That's a thick fabric uh, attached to that. But when you go to England in late September, oh, daddy's bringing the three-quarter zips. (laughs) They're back. Who said this podcast doesn't have sex appeal? (laughs) (laughs) So you'll see multiple um, zaddy three-quarter zips for the rest of this week, just a heads up. This is just one of them. And the the British... Love the three-quarter zip. You do see a higher percentage, even in similar weather conditions. Not just the British, dude. Okay. Dads across the world love a three-quarter zip. I Check feel out like the Manning they're brothers. falling somewhat out of favor and that they will come back in about 20 years. Everything has its Oh, now you're cycle. insinuating that the yeah. three-quarter zip's out. Yeah, I think it's no, out. No, 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 it's no, no. It's out. No, 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 no. It's out. It's in, baby. Jessica is here. Um, she's a fashionista. Three-quarter but- zip, yay or nay? Be honest, by the way. Thank nay. you. She's she got a thumbs nay. down, and I respect it. It also took her half a second to go thumbs down. I respect that you do have to leave the room now, but um, no, I, I'm just saying from a dad perspective. Wait, have you been wearing sunglasses the whole show? No, he just put them on. Oh, okay. Because I was like, now. I can't believe I didn't notice that. Do you it's, not see? It's that disarming. Th- We're indoors. The, these <laughs> these dads with their fashion, they go down a wormhole it's where you look. think that what you're wearing is appealing to all, but right. you've just gotten from a relatively lower generation female lower generation well, like a new, female a newer person what are you a newer a person what planet are you younger, from? a younger person who you uh, would be lower generation like, female no, you, has different taste than you you, you think that she's relatively lower no you think these people are wandering around thinking, look, at, look at that zaddy like. it's like they don't even see they don't eat you're not even you're invisible to them as you yeah. as, as they I'm walk married. down the street i'm married i know but so you're, if i'm going to if i'm going to the the soccer game with the kids and I got the T-shirt on. I'm going to wear the T-shirt at the house and, and during most of the day. Right. Yeah. But then I throw on the three-quarter zip yeah, but you and just I'm said, covered. You just said that the three-quarter zip has been stored in a box because you can't wear it where you chose to live. Not yet. But I will be able to wear it I think it he's later. saying weather-wise. I think the difference I is like- I would keep it in a box. You, don't, like you hate it. You don't like the thought that younger women are looking through you, not even paying attention to you as a, as a sexual being. Right. But me. they never looked at me that way. So I don't need to I adjust to it. I don't wrestle with such it. things. I, yeah, yes. I don't need to adjust but to it. I, I, I'm just going to say this. The men of the Around the NFL universe that listen to the show connect with the bozos at this table and share- your love of the three-quarter zip. Look, I had many three-quarter zips, but recently I just decided it was time um, to help out some people at Goodwill. And uh, and what did you and replace donate, them with? Donate like them. 7,000 black jackets that are uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. know, zip up? Some sweatshirts. They weren't comfy. Yeah, they're nice. When you give charity, Greg, the next step is to not tell everyone about it. <laughs> 
Well, that how else are you? How else can I explain that you gave it away? You know, I'm just giving facts. Right. Once you I don't never really one, and I never make the people know that. Oh well, they didn't go to loss for nothing. They didn't go in a dumpster. It's for the <laughs> underprivileged. What did you call the lower generation? Well, right. no, I meant a younger person there, not uh, a lesser person. I wasn't saying she was lesser. I was saying she was younger than you from a different part of the world uh, in terms of time. What is it like for know. the humanoids? The relatively longer, <laughs> do younger generation. How do they emote and communicate? <laughs> oh, Mark has a QB index, and I said before we started, Mark, you need to defend your honor here. I This is unsolicited advice, but I'll tell you, as someone that's done the power rankings for multiple years, the most important thing is to stand by your convictions, and if someone pushes back on them, don't just go, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Or, well, you know, I was on psilocybin at the time when I wrote this. Right, I need to battle my own apathy on that front, too. Yeah, you really, yeah, and if it's an apathy issue, you might want to talk to Ali Bambari. Well, no, no, I mean just in terms of engaging and <laughs> arguing with people. whether or not to people. do this assignment. No, I mean arguing with people about their opinion on it. But I, in this case, I would I invite Well, it's it. a sports podcast. Yeah. And you have a list that ranks all the quarterbacks and where they are in the pecking order of our league right now. QB Index, check it out, NFL.com slash QB Index. That's a guess. Euro. No, that's that's correct guess. Also, NFL.com slash Sessler, if you're feeling frisky. Uh, here you can find it, other things there. Here is the top 10 from the QB index, and I think it gets saucier in the, in, in the middle section, but uh, let's see where Greg comes down on the top 10 that does not include Joe Burrow. Just hmm. want to let you know. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, hmm. Tua Tungo-Vailoa, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray. I'm going to push back on Herbert right off the bat here. Football is completely I'm different than basketball. That's true. That is very true. Uh, and you're off the bat, you are strong in your convictions. We love Herbert. We all love Herbert. Um, I don't know. What is the QB index? Let's so start can here. I, can I just Where say, are what, we at? What does it mean, the QB so index? The, the first couple of weeks, and by the way, because Greg uh, – created this product it is interesting to just to talk did with you Greg. start the qb yeah. index and mm. wes I w- i've gone back and read many of greg's and, and many of wes's and but number one like uh some of the stuff i read is incredible and so like when i attacked it in my own way be strong no i was gonna say like i'm gonna do it in my own way but my one thought was that in the first couple of weeks first month is the worst the yeah. first month is tough because I, this is the one week where i i really created a lot of difference from where we were before because I didn't want to overreact to person X has great week one. And I, I really was just looking at more the career, what we what we have, the sample size. And this was the one week where I started to create differences. So your, your situations, your issues with some of the top 10, it's now based more on what's happened over these three weeks and less like, I have no problem. Like I looked at one that West did, for instance, where he had Tom Brady sitting like 16th. And I was like, well, that's bull. But then it's like, because you have to go with where you are in this season at this point. So it's more about the first three weeks of the season. At this stage. Which which helps helps explain why a guy like Cooper Rush and Jacoby Brissett, for instance, are smack dab in the middle. Um, But it it seems like you're still giving some some props to their career, certainly. Tua Tungavailoa being six already, that's what stands out most to me. That's a big. That's a big uh, confidence. I am basing that not on the milk toast to uh, that we saw before, but more what he's produced this season. Now, a week ago, I did not have him nearly in this place. So, to to that same point, Herbert, who we all love, um, is playing hurt. Wasn't able to get the win in Kansas City through a big inter- pick six. I know you could say it wasn't his fault. Um, Two good games though. Then out of got three, blown out by say? the Jaguars. Got the win over the Raiders, but it wasn't, I don't think, you know, an incredible performance. You have him in the top five. There's some built-in um, backstory with him to have him above Tua. I really? Think, right? Interesting. I, like, the the other the thing that I think that I would say that I the tension there is that I have a deep faith in Justin Herbert. He is hurt right now. Right. He's playing through it. I don't see in any way that Justin Herbert is a lesser quarterback than Tua. Uh, and so there is the, the tension between who he is and the sample size. But I also think that through his injury, like he threw that 55-yard absolute laser beam to Jalen Guyton last week, something that I can't – how many other quarterbacks can even right. do what he does? I got no problem with that because to me, Herbert was sensational in week one. 
Uh, he made five or six throws in that game that were just insane. I thought he played really well against the Chiefs. So you're getting two out of three games. And what this top 10 kind of outlines to me is that uh, the top quarterbacks this year, and I would say offenses in general this year, points are way down in the NFL, uh, are struggling a little bit. Because, yeah, the top three, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you could shake them up however you want. I'd put Lamar one, but whatever. Those three are probably going to be your top three right now. Uh, but then you look at the big names. Look, Rodgers' team is averaging 16 points a game. Matthew Stafford has more interceptions than touchdowns. Tom Brady, uh, they've got like the 27th ranked DVOA. Kyler Murray has done well, but he's like, you know, kind of just trying to to take water out of a sinking ship right now. And those are guys in the top 10. And I don't have great arguments for guys that should be ahead of them. Maybe, you know, the QB index, uh, the QBs in general are struggling a little bit. It's an early theme to the year. I really felt doing this like after you get past the five, six, seven spot where you can make a real argument for why they're there. I, I felt I can. It starts to get really muddled because I think Kyler Murray, for instance, it's like you can separate the fact that physically he can do things that so few can. And you see certain plays like that two point conversion. It's like he's still a magical player, but he's attached to an absolute mess. And it's affecting his play. I mean, he has he has three touchdown passes right now. You're right, Dan. I think the middle is more uh, juicy. What what like caught your eye there? Well, I think Jacoby Brissett has been excellent um, so far this season. Like uh, so, for instance, like if I put Jacoby, he, he I put him at 16. At least which, last two weeks, it's so early, it's hard to really make the fine. You put him in but... Cooper Rush 16, 17. That is over some guys like Carr is 19th. Russell Wilson's 21. So you say you're giving some love to their careers still. But Russell Wilson down there at 21, four spots below uh, Cooper Rush. But part of me is like, Come on, let's y'all, say Russell Wilson. Holy sh! Um, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> let's say you just remove that. their names entirely and you watch Jacoby Brissett or, and Cooper Rush especially and you watch Russell Wilson. Like, I'd what have no problem that? putting Cooper Rush over Russell Wilson That right was now. Nathaniel Hackett's yeah. introductory press conference. Well, I, I struggled with that. My <laughs> thing was, like, <laughs> after week four, it's just Ubly. this season alone. Right. And that was that was the week where, starting with the week next week's rankings, where it's just like, okay, stop giving them any credit for what they've done before. Uh, I guess you're sort of in a mix now. And Russell Wilson's, he hasn't been great, but he's also asked to do a, a lot more than a Cooper Rush is, which I think should be... It's I mean, hard. That, that's putting Cooper Rush up there. That's fair. Quick. I had Cooper Rush 32 <laughs> lap, like when he entered because it was just like he's sure. starting there and let's just see what happens. But Cooper Rush has been watchable. The cow, He's done as much as you could ask any backup to do. And I feel that way about Jacoby Brissett. So it's like if I keep him buried down at 27, 28, I don't really think that's an honest appraisal of what they've done. That's fair. <laughs> Mark loves a sluggish backup, though. A backup that yes, can't move. Mark loves him. So Jacoby Brissett and Cooper Rush, those are his guys. Um, it should be stated, I, I, and I'm comparing this again to power rankings. This is harder, I think, to do uh, QB index because there's so many outside factors that affect the quarterback. So you have Matt Ryan at 22, and I think that's probably the spot and around there where I would put him. But the whole idea of Matt Ryan was that he was going to have a better offensive line and Jonathan Taylor would be the best running back, most productive running back in the league, and – you know, you would have a, a number one wide receiver that was making the leap and that would carry the passing game on some on some level. And none of that has happened. And does that reflect poorly on Matt Ryan or does it just reflect poorly on the Colts? Because I don't I think if Matt Ryan had the blocking we were expecting, if Matt Ryan had the had Jonathan Taylor uh chewing up yards on the ground and, and dictating the flow of the offense and he had a healthy wide receiver room, things would be a lot different. So it's just hard to classify a guy like Ryan. I, right well, now. that's the thing. It's like trying to separate the quarterback play from the environment. And there's so many of these quarterbacks that I feel like are deeply affected by their environment. And, and But Matt Ryan, to me, is a quarterback in decline. Right. Qu- uh, Graver was really shaking his head hard, I think saying like you can blame Matt Ryan if I'm reading your head. Yes. Right. Well, my thought was both. It's Matt Ryan's fault, but it's also the Colts' fault. Like, the offensive line has not been Graver good. Graver hates the Colts, by But the way. Matt Ryan has also been fumbling a lot. Right. He's, like, not, he's not been He good. can't make up for it, though. And and one of the reasons you, you expect him that he could maybe is, like, at least the mental side of it will solve things. But him and his offensive line are a mess right now. It's a new system for him, but he's looking like a rookie quarterback where just free rushers are getting in and they're not making the right calls, and he doesn't have the arm 
to make up for it. I, had I think him initially, he could be lower, to be honest. He could be. I had him initially right around the middle of the pack, which is, I think, what the Colts would have accepted, to be honest. I feel but like Wentz is way. way too high at 20. Wentz has had some good quarters, uh, but uh, he's not a quarterback, I trust. And then I just want to read some stats about my guy, Gino. I mean... Oh, yeah, no. I have Gino at 24, which I, I I'm just you know how is this I, happening right now? I'll be quick about. He's it. He's too high, by the way. I'll be quick about. But it. Go on. I'll be quick about. It. I'm just giving independent analysis. PFF uh, oh, offensive grade. Here we go. Among all quarterbacks, eighth completion percentage over expected, uh, which measures like the types of throws that they make and the expected completion percentage uh, based on where he is. You know where he's ranked right now? Uh, I don't care. You know where Next Gen Stats. It's an NFL company. You know where they rank them? Number one in the entire NFL, Geno Smith. Tommy Jones. Geno Smith. I don't care. Raw numbers, Geno Smith. Very solid. So I'm just saying, if you're going to give Cooper Rush and Jacoby Brissett 16 and 17, you can't argue that the numbers say Geno's a top 10 quarterback. I would not uh, argue that. EPA no, per play, top 10. I would not argue that personally. I test all that stuff. But I do. I would argue that you could put him ahead of Cooper Rush and Jacoby at like 15 or 14 if you're going to put them part, there. His job, part of his job is, so to, is to generate it's yardage. Generate yardage and points. They're 31st in points okay, per so drive. Okay, so that's why you don't put him number one. Greg, you've said it, he's, he's, a, you know, he's a field goal just generating quarterback. You know when, when sometimes you try to push back against a contrarian label? And then something like this happens. You just, you said yourself, you said four days ago, Greggy, that you'll admit he's only had four really good quarters and they're spread out over three games, the first game and the third game. Mm-hmm. And he's the offense has done zilch, literally nothing in all the other quarters. So you could like they stack all the those stats, but at the same time, it's again eye test with Gino, it's for I the get most it, part, but when he's, he's been, literally no leading the NFL well, where in a legitimate step, what, where probably you... like seventeen or something. You, know, you would you take have, Geno Smith over... I would take him over Cooper Rush. I would take him over Jacoby Brissett. If you're talking about just this year, I would say he's played better than Matt Ryan, certainly, uh, than Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah. I, see, I don't think he's played better than Cooper Rush. I don't think he's done more for his team. I, don't, I, I get you with the completion percentage, but part of that is... The, that's overexpected, the, but so that's it's the like... Ultra, well, he actually leads in completion percentage, oh, that too. too. And, and a week ago, it was by 10 points over anyone else. <laughs> but that has a lot to do with the nature of their offense. Absolutely. Like, I, if he's flinging it downfield and has that completion okay, percentage... This is but, now too much. Too much, Gino. I was just pointing out stats. When the, when the stats are there <laughs> for me, how can I not bring them up? But if the stats were not for you, you wouldn't have brought them up at all, I guess is my But, point. I mean, they're just so aggressively for me. Oh, sad to so see he, Mac Jones. I wouldn't put good. Mac Jones that low either, but but he hasn't been great. He's at 28 ahead of only Baker, Joe Flacco, I don't know. Davis okay. Mills, and in, in Fields. I, would have I started Baker him a lot th- higher, and he just kept sinking for me. I have. Ba- I would have Baker 32. Or actually, 31. Justin, it's hard to not put Fields Flacco there. getting taxed for that final 155 in Cleveland. I mean, yeah. I think Joe Flacco is going to give you this, again, that anomaly game. I call it the 155 tax that Sessler doles out. I mean, you, you so you so you would you think Joe Flacco, who's such a week-to-week no, proposition, is going to... No, I think he's fine at 30. No, that's fine. Although, yeah, a little bit of 155 tax. He shouldn't, be ahead, like 26. Of, <laughs> he shouldn't be ahead of Baker. I can't... I can't I can't believe... Um, he's like fifth in the league in passing yardage. How bad Baker Mayfield's worth. playing right now. He, he's lost. He has Almost been, every play is is uh, a negative, like something wrong is happening. And then a couple, they've had a couple fluky runs. I don't want to play the I told you so card because I'm wrong a lot. But this is what I was saying in the summer yeah, with Baker. Let's were. see what he looks like, put in the environment that a Sam Darnold has been in and it's, see if they're any different. It's, it's just three crazy. weeks in, but yeah, the three weeks have been, has been at Darnold's level these three weeks. It's crazy to think what Baker Mayfield did as a rookie because he looked he I went back to to that year and he was sitting top five in some of those QB indexes yeah, because of what him. we were watching. I was doing it, and I think uh, by the way, Darnold, for what it's worth, is going to be ready to return. I think the week after this, so Baker is gonna. And I'm not saying by any stretch that's going to solve anything for Carolina, but if Baker doesn't play better, you have a head coach in Matt Rule who obviously knows he's on the hot seat. And if he doesn't think this quarterback can move the offense, he's going to try the other guy. You've got Kirk Cousins and, and J- Jameis 13 and 23. That's the matchup we'll, we'll see here live in London. And we'll we'll preview that show, uh, that game tomorrow. But uh, I think it's been notable how many questions uh, Dennis Allen is getting from the media already about whether they're considering replacing Jameis. Winston. Why are we but so up in arms 
Those those about, rankings seem exactly right to me, by the way. Why are we so up in arms about Justin Herbert being on the field, but there's nothing said about the fact that the Saints are pushing a guy out there with a broken back? I, I think because you could actually see... Like, Herbert looked like a wounded deer. Like, if I would have hit that deer on the highway in 2003 in upstate New York, that's how he looked. He looked like a, a man in danger. I mean, I think Whereas it's affecting James Winston, Winston's play. Winston has played poorly. But by the way, I know everyone's now connecting it to the, the reported back injury and the fractures. Like, this isn't so out of the ordinary in his career arc. I know it's not out of the ordinary from his Saints time, as limited as it's been. He's gone through terrible funks in his career where he, he lacks in accuracy and has poor decision-making. He's been doing that the last two weeks. It's Fair. So we could say it's a, he's an injured quarterback. Why is he on the field? Or maybe he's just Jameis Winston. He doesn't seem to have the juice on his throws. Arm strength has never been an and, issue. And, and I think he made a lot of good throws. I think he made a lot of good throws against the Panthers. He just made a lot of bad ones, too. That's Jameis. Anything else? Good job, Mark. That was this. good. You stood your Thank ground. You. That was important. Well, I also wrote this um, as Jared a Goff, jet maybe a nightmare. Uh, it was one of the that, weirdest two so, days I've ever like spent. Like the No, no, no. Just saying, like thing. you went through the same thing with power yes. rankings. It was an odd time. It's not writing. It's not the first thing I would do when I can barely keep stay awake. Now I'd rather be we are, you know fading away watching like some sort of. We are, we have we're similar in some ways, Mark, but very different in other ways. But I just want to. So I'm not going to tell you how you should do things. But yes, I also face challenges putting together the power rankings uh, this week. Uh, but when it came time to send out the tweet to the masses, right? this was the accompanying text. Live from London, it's the NFL power rankings week four. Everything here is right. 32 for 32. It is what it is. How about I'll just tweet out. First of all, it's not out yet. So if you're asking if I've not promoted it enough. No, I'm just not, saying like that's the confidence. This is why they're building the I, statue of you I guys. I will say this live from right London, here. it's the NFL QB index. Week four, everything here is right. 32 for 32. It is what it is. Good bit. That's good. I'll just, I'm going to do, do that. I'm going to cut and paste this for you. Okay. And then the listeners of the show, once you hear this, come to that tweet and, and reply uh, how much you enjoy me, Greg. You know, just, just let you know, Mark guys. Know I would usually push back on that, but if Greg is putting that out there, he must really need it. So please, it's about me. Hey, Greg, a compliment. I was gonna say enjoy the the article, and then I thought it'd be funny at the last minute. You just make it all about me. A stunning turn, Greg. Uh, all right, that's it for Wednesday show. You'll hear from us again on the podcast side Thursday when we have our full week. For preview and again, yes, last chance. You are if you want to see us live in London, and we're very excited. Like I said, we put together the show, um, kind of we're figuring it out over the last couple of days, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, around the NFL live. Uh, limited tickets remaining, so head over to Ticketmaster. All different price ranges. Uh, get in the building and celebrate. Uh, celebrate with us. Celebrate football. Celebrate football. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Jessica. Just like a, a house cat, just silent. And I appreciate it. You did great. All right, till Thursday. Heave the call! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish 
Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save undercovertourist.com.